on the buzz. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, from NBC Boston, it's free. Good looking fellow, this guy, I'll tell you. It's that. free. He knows how to call a good game, no matter what the game is. As seen on TV, it's Eric Free. Yeah. Uh, joining us, uh, fresh back from uh, the Big Apple, what were you doing down there, Frito? Women's lacrosse, G, yeah. on uh, Long Island. Yeah. How was yeah. it? How was it? Uh, it's, it's a very uh, interesting sport because it's. You know, you call it lacrosse, but the rules are completely different for men's lacrosse. So it takes a little bit of an adjustment. But um, it was uh, it was good. But, you know, I uh, made the drive back home last night and just thought the whole time of, uh, should I shower when I get home or should I just shower when I wake up in the morning? In the now, morning. Little did I know that would be the, the talk of uh, the talk of the buzz this morning. I just made the switch. I made the switch to nighttime, and I'm, I'm digging it. I, but, I don't know, you know. Being in the I'm car like that, I would take a shower when I got oh. home. I hate those long car rides. And you're just Laura, like, you're exactly right. Like, after a flight. Or after a long car ride, I, I feel oh, like I need to yeah. wash it all away. Yeah. Always I, I agree after completely. a flight. Always after a flight. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, before a flight, because there's too many people on a flight who <laughs> said, "Yeah, I'm not going to see these people again. I'm not going to shower." But <laughs> yeah. your smell will live in my memory forever, and yeah. I will not forget you, and I will find you. Yeah. I have men of very certain skills, and I will find you. <laughs> I will hose you down. Um, I will hose you down with a perfume-scented hose. That's funny. So, yeah, the question... How's everybody? Everybody's good. I mean, we're coming yeah. off of the weekend. Um, Roadkill uh, made his first foray into turkey hunting. He almost was attacked. Uh, well, not really. <laughs> almost attacked by coyotes that may have been 100 yards yeah. away. You know. Really? Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say almost attacked by turkeys. No, no, no. They, they, they look like they could turn on you if they're being hunted. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to mess with them. But, uh... Everybody's good. I want to start uh, right away, you know, in the wake of yesterday's Bruins loss, where clearly the better team won. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the saying is, has always been, championships are won from the goal out. And immediately uh, comes the, the chorus of people saying, we're never going to win with Tuca in that. We're never going to win with Tuca in that. In reality, there's a lot of it that can't be pinned on him. But is there any legitimacy to what they're saying? Well, I think they played in a way, and I got a chance, you know, yesterday to to see a good chunk of it. Um, and, and really, in the series, I can't look at it and say, "All right, if could he have stolen you a game?" You know, that was the Tim Thomas mo there when he got going during their cup run. It's like, oh my gosh, how did you know? How did he do that? And they needed him to steal a game, and that and that got things going. So, you know. Could he have stolen a game in this series against Tampa Bay? It didn't feel like it to me after that first game. When they won 6-2, you know, what was that, three, four years ago? It seems like a completely different series yeah, because after that, Tampa Bay turned it around. And you, you've heard all the stories since the loss yesterday. They were much better 5-on-5. Five five. The Bruins couldn't score 5-on-5 five five after, uh, after game two. They were good on the power play, but Tampa Bay dominated in all other areas. I don't look at Tukarask, and I don't look at the lack of penalties being called, and the lack of production from the lower lines is all like, like those are the specific instances why they lost. It's a cumulative thing, as we all know, but I think because in hockey it is so easy just to point at the goaltender and yeah. say, well, you know, if he doesn't have a save percentage, you know, above. 94 and a goals against average under two, you know, what good are you sometimes? And, yeah. and I think it just starts with what, what the rest of the team is doing. And the Bruins had one dominant line. And, and after that, it was just a complete 
mix and match for a couple of games after that because guys yeah. were just they were just outplayed. I mean, I think that I think that was something that you said, Greg, and uh, I agree. And the better team won. Yeah. There's no question about that. I also think on the other side of the coin, I, I feel like the, the uh, as great as a game as it was to watch, and I know that they led a good chunk of the game on Saturday, it did, Kelly mentioned it earlier, and I, I agree with him, it felt like the Celtics kind of stole that game. <laughs> right? Well, when the confetti's rain, raining down from the awesome. uh, rafters. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Who thought that was that's that's never a good look. Jeez. Yeah. That was, that was pretty entertaining. There's a great story from Celtics history. I don't know if anybody wrote about it. I mean, it's back in the Red Auerbach days, um, probably 1970 or so. The Lakers had all their balloons ready to, to release. Game on the seven field at the forum. forum. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they had to keep them tied up there because you know the Celtics, uh, you know, did what people didn't think they were going to do. Uh, you know, I know there's a, you're in a room right there, Greg, with some big Celtics fans who have followed the team from their ups and downs, yeah. the championship run through you know, uh, on the borderline of tanking seasons to get a high draft pick. But it, no matter how optimistic you or Laura or Kelly or myself are, could you ever envision them being up 3 nothing on the 76ers with all the pieces they've had missing and yeah. the way that it was just stacked up against them? I mean, again, it comes back to the most important figure in this series is Brad Stevens. I mean, he finds a way to get players to be in a position to succeed and, yeah. and no matter what their role was or is you know like look at Shane Larkin stepping up in, in the Milwaukee series and then you know buying some minutes here and there during the, the Philadelphia series and Marcus Morris and you know Jason Tatum who's you know my son's age yeah. going out and, and turning into an NBA superstar in, in front of our eyes I mean that's it's been a it's been a Pretty remarkable story to watch, and they can wrap it up tonight. Kelly? Yeah, I had the Celts losing in five or six. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think they would win this series this at all. This is crazy. Just, well, you know, just being there was something, okay, we still have, we have next year and the year after, and like the Celtics are a young team, and you, I just kept looking forward to next year, that this year is just yeah. amazing me. It's like and Laura, I, maybe that's part of the reason why they're having success, because maybe they're just in that mentality of, we have nothing to lose right now. I mean, you see Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward who aren't playing, and then Jalen Brown, who's you know maybe at 50 60%, you know, with his hamstring problem. So one after another, they've had these issues come up, but it's just like, you know what? And that underdog mentality, you know, for, for a team that played so well all year long, but I, I think, Kelly, they've been the underdog in the Vegas betting line all three games of the season. Yes, of they the, have. Well, they they, have they, yeah, they were, so far, and they're up 3 nothing. They were you getting know? so. Yeah. They were getting four points both the first two home games, and they were I think they were getting nine uh, game three in Philly. You know what's yeah. great is having the depth, like you talked about, Eric, when it comes to guys stepping up and filling roles, like whether it's Jalen Brown, whether it's Al Horford, whether or not it's you know Jason Tatum. I mean, everybody sure. st- is stepping up on every different game, and that's the mark of a team that can – I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but that's what championship teams do. You know, somebody steps up and fills the void. Every time somebody's hurt, boom. How many times have the Patriots done it? Somebody gets hurt, boom. There's a new guy that saves the day. And that's what's pretty cool about watching the Celtics is that you never know on any given game who it's going to be. It's pretty neat. Well, you know, I'm not prepared just to say this series is over even though they're up 3 nothing. I think that – and, and I, I'm going to assume that's the messaging from Brad Stevens today. But even if you look ahead now and – 
look how LeBron James is playing and what Cleveland's doing. I mean, that's another one where they thought you know, everybody was ready just to bury them, saying it was all yeah. over, and now they've bounced back. So th- those two teams, you know, the LeBron James Cavs and the Boston Celtics collectively are on a collision course if, uh, if things continue to play out the way they are, and both teams are on the verge of a sweep. Yeah, man, do not throw away hey, your shot. Do geez, not. You skipped, th- over, you skipped over a hockey thing that I want to... Uh, I want to pull the panel on. Okay. Is it about the licking? What? Yes. Okay. Yes, Kelly. We, we talked about this. about the licking. Uh, uh, I'd we like talked to pull about the panel on the licking. What's the question? Where do you stand on Brad Marchand? What are your opinions? Yeah, I, say, I just say Brad Marchand, like word association. Where are you with that? I like him. I'm a fan. If he was on any yeah. other team, I'd hate him. Frustrated with, with when he takes stupid penalties, but the licking doesn't bother me. I know it's against the rules, and technically, I guess you could say it's like spitting, but I kind of like it getting in the other players. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I do. I mean, you know, he's like it. Like, you're going to get this close, then just kiss me. And he just, it just, it got in their head immediately. I, I told Greg Frito, I said, we may have lost a series, but we still licked Tampa Bay. I'm not, <laughs> I know, Eric, by saying that, that it, I know it's not right. I still happen to, this guy comes up, he's a, he's a go-to player. This guy, he's in the mix, uh, like, all the time. You can hate him. I know they call him the rat, whatever. You can hate him all you want. I'm glad he's ours. That's, I think people hated Ken Linsman more than they'll ever hate Brad Marchand from outside of, uh, you know, oh, yeah. wherever Linsman was playing. Right. I agree. I just think when you look at what Marchand has done, and what did he have, 17 points? In, in the 12 playoff games that the Bruins had. I mean, yeah. he's a dynamic player playing on, a, on what could arguably be considered the top line in the NHL. Yeah. But that's just an added list of the little things like, and we, I know we've talked about it before, like, oh, gosh, if he could just take that out of his right. game. You right. know, whether it's a, a little cheap play or now it's the licking. Take him out of the game. Where would he be? How would he be considered? You know, would he be considered one of the top five forwards in, in, in the NHL? And then I, I think about it a little bit. Maybe he needs all that stuff yeah. just to you know keep him yeah. engaged and on the edge. You know, so I, I'm with you. I, I know there's going to be uh, you know people, and this is you know maybe more noise from outside of, of Boston about like you know oh Brad Marchand he's not worth all the trouble. I think he's worth all of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, would I prefer he not lick and kiss players? Yeah, yeah. and that's not my thing. But, um, <laughs> he, somebody I wrote, well, you can't I, argue with the, the the performance of what he does on the ice. I put a picture on Facebook of him in the Bruins jersey with the Rolling Stones tongue you know logo on his chest, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was pretty funny. And somebody wrote, "Well, you know, really, that's assault licking." I'm like, "Okay, it's hockey. Oh, okay, let's let's take well, it. That's easy. It's hockey. And hockey. You know, where, but, where was that? Did you uh, did you do a little investigation no, on where that email came no, from? No, no, was no, it no. from Montreal? No, Toronto, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I just. Uh, you know, I'm glad he's our guy because for all the criticisms he gets, next thing you know, he's scoring on an, uh, scoring the overtime game-winning goal. The guy produces. He does. Oh, yeah. And, you know, his reputation outside of our team doesn't concern me. I just, I'm, I'm glad he, he's, he's on our and, team. And, Greg, it doesn't concern him because he's smart enough to know in a Stanley Cup playoff game, yeah. NBC's going to have, what, about 15 cameras in the arena? Yeah. And maybe six of those are going to be pointed at, at him, him and at that play? Yeah. And it's going to be a meme and a gif right away, yeah. you know. Oh, so yeah. yeah. He, Ab- he, he could care less. Absolutely. You know? He just gets in the moment like that. But Ab- yeah, I was just curious to see. I, I, I had a feeling that yeah. uh, you guys were still on um, pro liquor. I'm not. I'm not a liquor, but there yeah, they are. What? Laura finds it like really gr- like the like, grossest thing. I'm like, it's well, nothing. Like, it's 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 over. I don't know. Just hockey guy like the the smell that comes from like 
the hockey, like the uniform and everything else, and I'm not licking a hockey player. Just okay. not my thing. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's some <laughs> hockey players out there who are now very sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to lick uh, you guys. Frida, where are we going to see you this week? Uh, you know what, Greg? I'm um, I'm preparing for NCAA softball. i got a couple of weeks of that coming up, but uh, I'm going to be doing what uh, any uh, good son and husband will be doing because it's Mother's Day on Monday, uh, Sunday, rather. Frito's the good son. So I'll be watching the Players' Championship on my couch. Yeah, yeah what a great guy. See, that's what every mother would love. To. Eric Reed, son number one right there. Beautiful. Uh, no, and I've got um, – I, I want to give a, a shout-out to our friends at Southern New Hampshire University. Friday night they had a, a great tribute to Spiro. Stan Spiro. Stan Spiro, right. Retired yeah. after uh, winning 640 games and uh, and screaming at that same amount of referees throughout his career. And uh, it was the Mount Rushmore of coaching that was there. It was him? It was uh, it was Umilly, It was Chip uh, Chip, Kelly, Chip Kelly and Chip Sean Kelly, McDonald. It, the, it was like the the Mount Rushmore of New Hampshire college coaching yep. right there. Pretty sweet. They were all there, and I was there, uh, you know, working on a a project that's going to air in a, in a few weeks, uh, paying tribute to Coach Spiro. So. Uh, had a chance to talk to Coach Humilia, Coach Mack, and Chip Kelly, and, and just the love and respect for a guy who, uh, you know, came over from Greece. Oh yeah, went to Central, coached at Central, coached at New Hampshire College, and now Southern New Hampshire University. Committed to New Hampshire and to Manchester and to that university, and it was a great turnout and a um, great event there as well. Ryan Day, who of course was a standout quarterback for UNH and at Central and now assistant coach at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Dan Sutton-in-law, he was there as well. So there's a lot of people paying tribute, and you can just tell the the love for uh, Coach Spiro, who is not listening to this right now because he's probably on the golf course. So yep. uh, best to him in, uh, in retirement. There you go. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, Frito, as Talk always. Appreciate it. Well, Eric Fried, he's got to go shower. We've got to take a break. We're coming back. <laughs> Chris Lee knows best. We've got him coming up. We'll be right back. Ooh, watch out for that flying guitar sting. 